the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show Hour 2, open line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is a number. You can talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. Maybe you got a Bible question, something in the news you want to talk about, something we did not uh, finish uh, or up, up earlier in the week. Maybe you couldn't get through. You can bring it back up, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I don't know if you saw this story. Did you see the story of the quarterback, his name is C.J. Stroud. He is the quarterback of the Houston Texans. They won their playoff game, and he's the youngest guy ever, youngest quarterback ever to win a playoff game. I think he's 22. Is that right? Uh, is he 22? That's uh, that is pretty young to deal with all that pressure. Well, one of the things about him is he is always open with his faith. That's something that anytime he's interviewed, anytime he's in front of people, he will start talking about his faith. Here's a couple of examples. First and foremost, y'all, I always give my Lord, my, my Lord and Savior and all the credit, Jesus Christ, man. Without him, I wouldn't be here. It's the reason I'm here. You're getting emotional. Yes, ma'am. It's took a lot of hard work. I'm blessed enough to wake up every day and to walk, to talk, to smell, to, to enact with people, to play football, like, these are all things we take for granted from day-to-day basis, but um, I try to do my best to thank God through all that, because His grace and His mercy, and, his, and He laid his, his life on the, on the cross for us, man, like, I really believe that, you know what I mean, so um, this is bigger than this ball, and if I have to use football for my purpose to to spread the, the gospel and, and, and the life of Jesus Christ, and I'll do that, and I think that's what God wants, um, but... At the same time, I want to win too, so I'm just keep. That's why. <laughs> and there he is. You know, he's giving a little bit more than just the tip of the hat, sort of, to the Lord. And I'm not criticizing that with players. I used to think that it was weird for people to get up if they've won a game or they've done something in sports or you know, won an award for something else and sort of uh, thank God that we won the Super Bowl or we thank God that we won the World Series, you know, and think, does God care? Is that a big deal? And, uh, you know, but then I thought, you know what, God being uh, a God who is an infinite God, he has time for everything and he has time for every little praise you want to give him. And it doesn't need to be a big deal. He'll take it all. And I thought, you know what? It's all right. If you want to thank God every time you hit a home run, lots of players do that in baseball. You know, they'll they'll uh, point to the sky. Sometimes they're they're remembering their dad or something. There's a personal meaning like that for them. But other times they're just giving God a moment of glory. And lots of players will say when they're interviewed after a game, usually when you win, sometimes they do it when they lose, right? But when you win, I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank Jesus Christ. And But something that uh, C.J. Stroud does is he gets into it a lot of the time. He'll go right into the gospel and other stuff. And he's known for that. And he's young. And uh, so a controversy happened this week where after they won the game, NBC, after interviewing him, they, they, they edited what he had to say. So I want to play what NBC played, and then I'll play what they edited out. Okay, so here's what it is. Here's the interview. 
CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being in this city for as short as I've been, but the love that I've got, I've really just been doing it for Houston, man. People back home, I'm blessed enough being in the position I am and blessed enough to be playing at a high level right now. And uh, we got to just keep it going, but I'm super blessed. First playoff game in your first... See, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting right now. Listen to this part. Here's the question and then listen to his answer. NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing being... In the- Did you catch that? What does this moment mean? Now, here's the way it was when it was live before it got edited. CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean... Wait a minute, wait a minute. They Did they take that out of the of the cut? CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season... This is the one that got aired, actually. ...and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? I mean, it's been amazing. See, you can hear it. You can hear the edit. Here is what he actually said. CJ, your first playoff game in your first NFL season and a record-setting performance for you. What does this moment mean? First and foremost, I just want to give all glory and praise to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean... It's been amazing being in this city for... See, why do you think they edited that out? I mean, it's clearly whoever, and it could be one guy, right? There's some guy in a truck somewhere, and he just decided, I don't want to hear the Jesus stuff this guy always gives, and they cut it out. You know, it's uh, it's quite a controversy. I don't think NBC has ever responded to that, have they? Uh, Wilbert, have you heard anything? Has NBC said anything about uh, who did it and what, what this is about? Uh, I haven't heard anything from it. Yeah, I don't think they know what to do because clearly that happened. We live in such an incredible time. Can I always tell you, and this is true with the the political clips and things like that, be really careful about the clips. There are things that um, you, you know, in a show like ours or any show, you only have a limited amount of time. So you try to clip something that gives you an idea of what's being said and you try to keep it in the context. But if you wanted to manipulate, you really could. You could have them say things that they didn't actually say at all. Right. Or you could cut out different parts here and there. You got to be careful about that. But here is a, something where they deliberately cut this out, him sharing his testimony. I don't know if they anticipated that coming or how it worked technically, but uh, I don't know. I found that uh, interesting. You think they did that? Uh, I don't think it can be a glitch. There's no way it's just some glitch. Right. You're a technical guy, Wilbert. Is it is it possible that somebody just hit the wrong button? No, not with that kind of edit. Yeah, it's just it just couldn't happen that way. Well, what makes it crazier too is the Houston Texans actually Texans team, uh, their social media people actually reposted it on their end too. Did they they posted the edited version? The edited version. Yeah, a little embarrassed, uh, maybe. But it's by crazy because it. if you look back on their timeline, they actually have posted ones where he's saying something about God or he's referencing that. Well, they might have taken the clip, like their social media person might have taken the clip and not really. Didn't know what I'm thinking, too, is a lot of people collaborate without knowing it. Right. So they might have just accepted and said, oh, yeah, we're and it posts on both timelines. So it might have been their team that did it. They just accepted the collaboration with them. Yeah, there's there's a lot. So there's an original person who did it. Yes. Right. On purpose. And then everybody else. They might be just grabbing the audio and they don't really know the difference because they didn't even hear the original. Yeah. So because if you don't hear the original, you really can't tell besides that little if you. Pay attention. Right. You can tell there's a click. Yeah, that little click right there. But, I mean, if you're not seeing it and you're just hearing it, and we know to hear for it because we know it's been edited. Right. (laughs) You have to listen to that. This happens all the time. You know, I get clips from people. 
you know, uh, or I'll go online looking for clips for the show, and I always try to find the long version. I call it, if it's political especially, I call it the C-SPAN version. You know what C-SPAN is? It's those cable channels that you got that just have the live feed of Congress or whatever the president's doing or some event, right? And the the nice thing about that is that you get to see the whole thing. There's no edits. It's just the actual recording of it. And, you know, it was one of the things that alerted people early on that, like during the COVID, when the the mask mandates uh, were going on and that there was a lot of theater with that because you'd see people come out on stage wearing the mask and then they take the mask off and then they would give their speech. But on the C-SPAN version, you'd see them standing off stage without the mask. And they're just standing there. No one's got a mask on. And then the red light comes on and it's time to go on camera. Then they put the mask on. They For about five seconds, they have it on. Then they take it out. And you go, huh, you know, if it's really that important, shouldn't you have it on the whole time? And uh, Or you just doing that for the show. And then sometimes you see that in uh, just, you know, if you're ever just really confused about something that somebody might have said politically, go get the go get the whole thing. Sometimes it's reported correctly, but sometimes it's not. 888-528-2557. It is Open Phone Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. 888-528-2557 is the number. Last night in uh, Los Angeles, there was a debate for uh, people running for district attorney. And, you know, one of the things I uh, discovered, you know, in paying attention to that, uh, George Gascon is the Los Angeles district attorney, and there was a movement to recall him uh, that failed because the signature gathering uh, didn't work. There's a lot of controversy with that. I don't want to get into that right now. But there were plenty of bad signatures, right? People who don't even live in California. Some people lived out of state. And so you, they hired an organization to gather the signatures. And But you have to live here. You don't. Your signature doesn't count on that if you don't live in L.A. County. You know, always think about that, too. When you have somebody standing outside uh, the supermarket and they want your signature on something, a couple of things you should know. Number one, they're probably getting paid per signature. That's why they're kind of aggressive. And uh, the second thing is, if you're in favor of something, but you don't live in that county or you don't live in that city, you know, if it's a city thing, don't sign it because you're actually hurting the collection because you don't count. And what happens is they go through the names sort of randomly. If, if they need, you know, 100,000 signatures, no one's going to look at 100,000, but they'll take a sampling. And if they start finding, you know, a certain percentage of them that of people who aren't registered to vote or don't live there, then then they'll look at a lot more. And that's what happened is they found too many that were uh, not the right ones. Anyway, that's the thing. So there are 11 people running for district attorney in Los Angeles. And uh, ten of them are Democrats. One of them is a Republican, and there is bipartisanship. They all they all disagree with uh, George Gascon. They all have the same things to say. And uh, one of the candidates, um, he is. Uh, this is the Republican who's running. He is a former judge. And uh, Craig, um, uh, what's his name here? Craig Mitchell. This is what he had to say. From my vantage point from the bench. Craig Mitchell, Judge Craig Mitchell is uh, what he had to say. 37 has been a disaster. You can say you're prosecuting misdemeanors. I would challenge anyone to research multiple thefts. What are these people being sentenced to? Now, he's a judge. Now, all of them, by the way, except for George Gascon, were against Prop 47. Prop 47 is a proposition that 2014... Um, Everybody, um, uh, Proposition 14, 
uh, I'm sorry, in 2014, Proposition 47 is the proposition that reduced a lot of different crimes from felony to misdemeanor. And the idea was to reduce the number of people in prison and to make more fair sentencing. But it's also what a lot of people are blaming. There's an amazing political fight with this, by the way, Uh, blaming it for the increase in crime or the smash and grabs and the organized theft and the high prices and different things like that. All of them, except George Gascon, agreed with that, by the way, Democrats and Republicans, to different degrees. Uh, You'll find, if you read about it in the newspaper, there's all kinds of nuance that people are trying to figure it out. Anyway, but this judge made this this point at the end, and everybody seemed to agree with this, and it's gotten worse. This is what he was talking about. Time served, dismissed. This is what I see. Before coming in here tonight, I walked down to the local CVS. Half of that store, everything was behind locked glass cases. That was not the L.A. that existed three years ago. Hmm. So in terms of trying to soft pedal and then saying that it hasn't made a difference, it's made a difference and it has depreciated the life that everyday citizens in this community live. And it needs to be repealed. Now, I don't think that was going on too much until the last few years. And it's not going on everywhere, but it's going on in most of our big cities. And I think the... The fact is, is it's usually because of the rules, but there's something uh, meaning that the prosecutors like George Gascon, and I don't usually pick on one person uh, too much, but uh, uh, I agree. He needs to go. Uh, So vote for any of those other people. The uh, there's probably some who are better. I'm not endorsing or not endorsing. But, you know, when you have so much going on this way and now what's happening is it's not just your cosmetics that are behind the lock and key. I was at a Walmart and I had to wait so long for an employee with a key to come over so I could buy a $2 little bottle of that uh, that saline solution you spray up your nose when you got a cold. Like two bucks, but uh, those things are getting stolen. The cosmetics are getting stolen, and you've seen the videos where people come in with a trash bag and just toss it all in the bag, and then they leave. And, and you have CVSs and Rite Aids getting shut down. But you know what else is going under the lock and key now? Underwear. Underwear and socks, because apparently underwear is what is being stolen quite a bit. And people are saying, you know, is it underwear? Are people really stealing that? And let me tell you something. Coming from a guy who used to be on Kmart security, that's me, and who used to work for Kmart even as a cashier, for sure people are stealing underwear. That is not actually something new. (laughs) People, I don't know what it is. Are you embarrassed to buy underwear? Because what I discovered when I was doing security, maybe things have changed a little bit now, and obviously you've got these other crime things going on, but uh, is that people just hated to buy it. And we found people who wouldn't be normally thieves, but they would steal the underwear. In fact, uh, at the store I worked in, there was a part of the store that was near the front door, where just kind of the way the store was laid out, there was merchandise that you could purchase that was pretty close to the front door. Like if you were going to grab something, you know, you could grab something over there and get out the front door before we got you. And, uh, you know, so, and at night when we're cleaning the store over in that part of the store, there was a pile of, and this was a, this part of the clothing area. Yes. You could buy clothing at Kmart, including your underwear. And there'd be piles of CDs and video games and piles of underwear because people were stealing the underwear. So what happened over there is that people would chicken out, right? So some people go out the door with it, but a lot of people, they go in and they don't really, and maybe you've done this before, or you've had this temptation, you go in somewhere and you didn't go in there thinking, ah, I'm going to steal something. You know, some people do that. They go in with the intent to steal and there are ways you can kind of figure out what the intent is. But there are some people who just get tempted 
Like you didn't go into the, the Walmart or the Target to steal something, but then you're like, you know what? I think I can just shove this in my purse or I can just put this in my pocket. Who's going to know? You have that temptation. Some people struggle with that, okay? Well, a lot of people, it's like their first time, so they chicken out, which is good because they had a conscience, right? And they would dump the stuff in this area right by the door. And every night there'd be a ton of stuff that almost got stolen but didn't get stolen. Underwear was a big part of it. And uh, are you embarrassed to buy underwear? Because I can tell you what, at, at the Kmart, it was an embarrassing thing for people to buy underwear because they, they sold it on hangers. It wasn't like in a box. Is it, un, is it embarrassing in a box? Do you want to call 888-528-2557? 888-528-2557. I don't know if people really feel this way, but I, I looked at the story and Walmart and Target are going to lock up all of the undies under lock and key, just like all the cosmetics today. And I thought, and I heard people saying, yeah, people aren't really stealing underwear like that. I'm thinking, yes, they are. I think it's a huge problem. People steal underwear because I worked at it. And at Kmart, you come through the line and you've got your underwear in a, on a hanger. It's like not even in a box. And you go through and then I'm the cashier and I got to grab the underwear and find the tag. Somewhere it is a tag I got to scan, right? And you know what? Some people uh, buy interesting underwear and some people buy underwear that's, uh, that is larger in size than other people, just to uh, put that delicately. And I'm standing there running through this underwear that somebody's going to buy, looking for the tag to scan. And, uh, you know, it's mortifying to the person standing there. And I don't know if it should be. It's just right. But it's there is something about us. It's like, you know what? I don't want anybody to know that I have this. In fact, it should be a good thing, right, that you buy underwear. We should all wear underwear. I think it's a part of civilization that we should have underwear. Is this a profound thing to say? These are the kinds of things we get into sometimes on Fridays, but uh, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Are you embarrassed? And would you be embarrassed if the cashier has to like thumb through all of your stuff to figure out uh, where the tag is to scan it? Do you ever have that experience, uh, Wilbert? When you walk through the metal detector and it goes off as you're walking through? Oh, you've had that happen before? I've had that happen well, because you were stealing underwear? I wasn't stealing underwear, but you're you stealing. know when you're going through like a Target and then the you're walking through that machine and it beeps as you're walking out and security's like, come here. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen all the time. I, and I don't have anything. It's like, exactly. I don't understand that. One time uh, there was a, a woman at church and uh, she had this nice new sweater on, and uh, it, but it had that security tag on the bottom. It was still there, right? And I just assumed, well, they forgot to take it off or something. And I said to her, just as a smart crack, I said, hey, did you uh, steal that sweater today? And she immediately got embarrassed and broke down because she did. Oh, no. She did steal it. And, uh, you know, I sure forgot to take that tag off, which is probably not that easy. They used to make them hard to take off. Yeah, I used to work as a uh, cashier at a place, uh, we'll call it Bullseye. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I don't know if people notice it, but there's a mirror across from where you cashier. Uh, towards like the bottom part because some people like to take stuff underneath the carts. Right, right. So I caught someone doing that. I'm like, oh, did you guys forget that? And the same thing. They got embarrassed. They're like, yeah, I did. <laughs> then, you know, I did that when I was the cashier. I didn't know you worked the, over at that place. So when I did that, people would steal stuff and they were so, you know, there were some people who were just robbing us blind because they were just professional at it, right? Oh, but yeah. then there were other people who were just fell into temptation. I remember one time this lady went through my line and I could actually see in her purse, she had a couple of CDs in there. They were in the shrink wrap and stuff. Uh, For those of you who are younger, the CDs used to be this actual product you had to buy if you wanted music. And uh, 
the security guard, we were all plain clothes security guard, right? And he was standing right behind her. And I kept saying to her, are you sure this is all that you want have today? And she kept saying, sure. And he kept rolling his eyes. It's so funny. And like, yeah, I saw right in there all the time. And then uh, she walked out the front door and then she was brought right back in. Uh, that didn't go well for her. All right. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. John in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I just thought of something, Pastor Scott, I wanted to share. have a family friend who worked at high-end stores in Beverly Hills, and there would be many, many people that would come in without underwear, I'm sorry to say. The assistants would bring their underwear, and they would have to put it on during measurements or when they were purchasing new stuff. So unfortunately, there are many people who don't wear underwear. (laughs) But are they coming in the stores to steal the underwear? Because that would seem like you put it on in the dressing room, and then you walk out, right? Or they just no, are they people just. And, yeah. No, they were coming in and buying pants or trousers from high end stores, and they would not have any underwear on. So the assistants would bring their underwear so they could put it on, so they could do the measurements and not be <laughs> without any underwear during the whole process. You know, all right, John, thank you for sharing that, uh, I guess. <laughs> people, uh, people do the weirdest things. See, I'm telling you, though. Maybe they, they didn't have underwear for one reason or another, but maybe they were just embarrassed to buy it. And they, they went to Kmart to buy it, and they uh, couldn't steal it. They just got they dumped it off right at the edge. I don't know. Weird subject. See, it's Open Line Friday. When we come back, we'll take your calls, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And you can change the subject, anything you'd like to talk about as soon as we come back, 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show. You can follow us on social media, at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open phone Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call now. I'm looking for the our special fun sound effect. There we go. There we go. See, don't you feel better about that? If you're old enough, you hear that music and you realize something amazing was about to be be on TV. Now it's a great announcement that's uh, on the radio. Open open line Friday in the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You know, what is your favorite thing about going to church? If you go to church, what is your favorite thing? What do you get excited the most about for your church? You know, church is coming up on Friday, and uh, I was just thinking about that. I was thinking, you know what? Uh, next time uh, I am uh, preaching a sermon somewhere, I'm gonna I'm gonna have this song like right before the service. You know, because what's coming up next is gonna be great. It's gonna be something to look forward to, right? You bring everybody in, and you know, and if you're on time, you're you're if you're not on time, which a lot of Californians are not on time to church, you gotta knock that off. You know, in other places of the country, people are on time. You know, if you're in Cleveland, you're on time because you're trying to get out of the cold. But, you know, I think we have other things to do. I think that you should be on time and be excited. And this is how uh, I would might start my church service. 888 uh, What are you most excited about? Uh, church. Church is coming up this weekend, by the way. You're going on uh, Sunday most places. A lot of places have uh, Saturday night service now, and that's kind of... Uh, 
catching on. There's some. There's a church I looked at. They've got a Tuesday service. There used to be a church in Denver. It was called Scum of the Earth Church, which is taken from a Bible verse, actually. And uh, they met on Tuesdays. They didn't even have Sunday church. They just met on Tuesdays. Completely different thing. Um, what are you most excited about for church? Meaning that you go to church on Sunday, you get up. Is it a chore for you? Hopefully it's not. Hopefully you're realizing that, you know what, this is going to be good. And I, I'll, I'll confess you know, and even as a pastor, there are days when uh, I am not looking forward to going to church. You know, sometimes even as a pastor, I think to myself, uh, you know what, it would be better if nobody hears the sermon today that I'm going to give. But most of the time, uh, you know, I'm excited about it. And I think that there are things that we should remind ourselves, because sometimes I go and I get up in the morning, get the family, and you're just trying to get there, and you're trying to, you know, maybe yelling at the kids or something, you got to confess all that stuff before you get there. But what do you like most about going to church? What is the most incredible thing for you about going to church? This isn't meant to be like an advertisement for your church. You know, I mean, hopefully you're, you like your church. There are people who go to some churches who just seem to uh, not like their church all the time. It's like, well, well, there's a million churches here. Why do you go to this one if you hate everything? But I think most of us probably like the church we go to. That's why we are there. What is the most exciting thing for you? 888-528-2557. 888 2557. Have you ever thought about it? Maybe it's something where you just feel like uh, this is a chore. This is something I'm doing out of a religious routine. Um, and I think if it if it feels like a chore to you, you still should do it because we're told to go gather with people. But what matters the most to you is are you inspired by the messages? Is it the worship time? Is it the time of being with people? I'm a social person. I like being with people. That is, uh, you know, for me, I like church. I like stuff. But for me, showing up and being with other people, I like that. Uh, I like being at a church where people hang out afterward. or They, they show up uh, early and uh, they hang out together. What is your favorite thing about church? 888-528-2557. You know, and I think there is there's probably some discipline to it too where you have to think about it a little bit and realize you know what this is really good because i will tell you this every time i go to church and i have a bad attitude about it in the morning i always am so glad that we went one time one time we decided not to go and we're just going to watch it on tv like sometimes you do that because somebody's sick or the you know everybody's sick there's sometimes it's convenient right that there's uh online church today Um, but one time it just was like, you know what, we're going to stay home and do church on TV because we just don't feel like it. And that was the most miserable Sunday I think I've ever had. And I told Christy, I said, we are never doing that again. It wasn't like we just don't feel like going, but I think we were just running late. It wasn't like we had an attitude, but it was just like, you know what? We're late. The kids are late. Not feeling that great. Well, you know what? We can, we can do it on the, uh, on the TV. 888-528-2557 is the number. What's your favorite thing about going to church? Um, and I got to tell you what, I'm, I've never missed church more than I did on that Sunday, even though we watched it on TV. It was just a lousy experience. And it was well done as far as the TV goes, as far as all those things go, the technical things. I'm sure the sermon was fine. Can't really participate in the worship. It's a little weird. And uh, you don't get to you greet people. That's really weird if you're just sitting at home with your family and you get up and walk across the room and say, hi, honey, I'm Scott. 888-528-2557. George in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. This hi, George. Is, this is George. Yeah. Uh, well, see, I was born in the church, 
And on my mother's side, we go way back to the beginning of the, uh, I think it was the Mayflower. (laughs) You were born in the church? You were on the Mayflower? No, 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 not me. (laughs) No, my my ancestry. Uh, Okay. So, uh, yeah, and then when I was uh, two or three years old, I enjoyed going to church every Sunday. And my dad always uh, prepared me, put a white shirt on me, and put a little tie on me and all. And I was always my dad's boy. And my mother, uh, she was our uh, Sunday school teacher in the first grade. And mom uh, told us about uh, the the, uh, the Bible stories, like uh, uh, Noah and the Ark. And our class, we called it the picture. His mom was giving her talk, mm-hmm. and she taught us. She taught us at home too. But it's just a good feeling that I had with being a little boy to being around Christian people. So you enjoyed and that even as a that, kid going to Sunday school. Yes, I did. Yeah. And so. Uh, so then uh, anymore, I worship God with all my heart, body, because when I approach him, I cry. I say, Father, I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I, I do my Bible study every night, and sometimes up to past midnight, I get so gone. Wow. And so, but anyway, uh, so uh, when I was a little boy, Two, three years old. My, uh, I don't remember when I was one year old. So, uh, Dad used to uh, used to get me dressed and and everything, and it's so, just a good feeling. And I you've had. got good good memories of that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my parents were good Christian parents. Well, I'm glad. That... When I was uh, when I was twelve, uh, Dad was in the garage, and I always wanted to be with my dad, and he was so special to me. So I think he was sharpening the lawnmower blade. Yeah, something so like Dad, that. Well, you know, so George, says, I, I want to go on to some he, other calls, but I appreciate that story about uh, how meaningful it was when you were a kid uh, yes. going to church. I miss, I miss the church. Are you? you I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, a convalescent center uh-oh. now. Do they have a church service and, that they do there for you? Well, about every six months, there just a little while back, we had a, what was it, a week or so ago, we had a pastor came in, mm. and he was just read, reading the Bible, and so then uh, there's a guy in here, he's 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 old age, he's a wheelchair, and he lets out this water hoop, like a dog bark. and, and I, <laughs> So your church service so I, right I, now is interesting, to say the least, but... You you know, I'm sorry that you don't have a a church service in there. A lot of places do, but I know that some places don't today. And you know what? Everybody, it's a great place to go start a little church service, by the way. George, thank you for your call. I really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing about when you were a kid uh, in there. Uh, I remember I was a fifth grade. We got to build a Noah's Ark. Like, we built that sucker. And, uh, you know, the city got upset and everything. No, it was just this model of it that we built in the room. 888-528-2557. What do you like about going to church? Gloria in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, hi, uh, Pastor Scott. This is my first time calling. All right. Hey, first time caller. (laughs) Welcome, Gloria. Uh, Thank you. Um, So I remember going to church when I was little as well. Uh, Christian church, and um, the difference now is that I get to take my family and my kids, and um, I just love the worship. 
Mm. And then from the worship, the message. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I really enjoy it now. Now that I'm an adult and I take my own kids. So were you thinking that maybe you, you didn't always enjoy it, but now you're finding uh, some joy in going to church? Right. Yeah. I think that's true for a lot of people. I think that uh, it sometimes takes a while to re- realize how important it is, how important it is oh, to be there. Is. Yes, it is. It is, especially for our walk, because then our kids get to see that. Not only hear it, um, as I experienced as growing up, um, my parents would always be like, oh, you need to go to church. We need to go to church. But now it's like, no, we get to go to church. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference right there. Yeah. And, I, and I think you mentioned that with your kids. It's such a good thing to teach your kids that you get to go to church. That right. you know, part of the, the freedom we have as Christians is we get to follow Jesus, right? We need to, but we aren't earning a bunch of uh, Jesus credits by showing up. Uh, oh, definitely. You know, we get to go, and uh, it's important. And I think maybe sometimes we forget. I think it's easy for all of us to just, it becomes a religious routine thing to do, but not really enjoyable. Yes. And, uh, and Gloria, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. What do you like about going to church? What's your favorite thing about going to church? 888-528-2557 is the number. You know, when I say enjoyable, I mean, sometimes there's things going on that uh, aren't really that enjoyable. But, you know, it is something that I think as you mature, you realize, you know what, being with people, hearing the message and worshiping God, it's fantastic. And it should feed into your week. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. You can call about anything you want. 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the uh, Friday edition continues here in just a moment. By the way, you can watch us live every day on kkla.com. And uh, you can follow us on socials at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. Where's my fun noise here? There we go. 888-528-2557. I was saying in the last segment that that's how uh, maybe we should open up a church service. Something very exciting. Boom. 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you want. Before the break, I asked, what do you like about going to church? What's your favorite part of it? Elizabeth in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Thank you. Um, well, something I really, really look forward to um, when I go to church is to say hi to all the beautiful people at church, you know, the God-loving people. And... Um, and just everything, worship. I love, I've, I love worshiping. Um, I love to have that time where the kids are in in their in the children ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm a single mom, and like full time single mom, and so just um, you know having having that time just devoted to God, like and and sharing it with all the other people, you know. Yeah. That, so that you, we share that feeling. Do, how with. many kids do you have? I have a 16-year-old with uh, autism, uh, nonverbal, and uh, and I have a four-year-old that is 
very advanced in her um, her um, her skills. Yeah. When you <laughs> so go, when you go to church, does your sixteen year old come with you to the service, or do they have a place where he's able to fit in? Uh, yeah, they actually welcome him in the in the class with elementary kids, the big elementary kids, and um, and so I give him the choice. I give him the choice to go there, or he can come with me because he also likes to worship, and I love to worship next to him as well. Mm-hmm. I love seeing that yeah. that he enjoys it. Yeah. So I'm really I'm glad sorry. that you've got a church where you have that going on, where that works. Yes, I have a really, really beautiful church, and um, I want to give a shout-out to them. All right, where are they? Um, yeah, it's L.A. Core Church. Oh, Core Church L.A., Core Church, all right. Core Church, yes. Pastor Steve uh-huh. Wilburn. Yes. Yes. Pastor Steve, Pastor Brenton, they're all wonderful. <laughs> the children's ministry is awesome. Um, yeah. Everything. Well, we, oh, we just had him on the show, uh, what, a week or two ago he was here. And a low-energy guy, that Pastor Steve, right? Just kidding. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know what, they, they should have taught Hertz before getting rid of their electric cars. They should have talked to him, plug him, and he could charge them all up. Yes. I'm going to hear from him about that, I guess. Uh, hey, Elizabeth, thanks for calling. I'm really glad that you like it over there. 888-528-2557. Karen in Garden Grove, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Oh, yes. Hi. Um, Thank you for taking my call. Um, I would like to shout out for Mid-Cities Baptist Church, which is in Westminster with Pastor Don Adam. And um, he's just an awesome pastor. He always shares the gospel and gives an invitation. And he is so considerate to allow me to um, to have my passion of um, remembering the persecuted church in prayer. So Mm. Every year, um, we have a prayer uh, for the persecuted church, and I show a film, usually from either Open Doors or Voice of the Martyrs, and um, and so that's always um, something wonderful that I think that our church does, um, and not all churches probably do, but anyway. And then, of course, we're very um, a loving church, and they just showed it to me last actually a year ago i had a my first kind of major surgery which i'm very grateful for i had a right shoulder replacement mm. and the mittens committee and it stands for <laughs> meals in time of need uh-huh. all the people mittens. ladies came, mittens momentum yeah m-i-t-o-n-s we used to have a cat named mittens but <laughs> but not that but anyway, um, and so they would come to my house, and, and twice a week they would bring me these meals that would last me um, the whole the whole week, yeah. and uh, come and sit with me and visit, and and because I couldn't drive and was kind of housebound. So you know, one of the great things yeah. about being in church, what people I think should like about the church is the ability to serve others. So you know, outside of the actual service that you got. When we get right. to serve each other through things like that is a great thing. Karen, uh, thank you for calling in and sharing that about your church. And uh, uh, oh, by the way, in your church or in your small group or something, look into uh, the persecuted churches. Um, there's uh, always something going on, and we need to be praying for believers around the world. Cynthia in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Hi, Cynthia. This what? is Hi. I'm, I just moved to San Diego from Los Angeles, and I'm visiting different churches, and 
What I like about going to church, I love to hear God talk. I love to hear him give messages to his children so we can be aware what's out there and what the, and what to look out for. And getting his word, it strengthens us. Yeah. It's spiritual food. And we learn from his voice how to treat others as well as how we're supposed to live as children of God. Mm-hmm. And, and I-, I love church. And this generation, everything is internet. So I think the parents should more pull that away to a point and show them what's more important. Because when you leave this earth, Facebook is not going to save you, especially if you've been living as a sinner. So we, we need to let our children understand you're not just going to church. You're going to hear God's voice. Yeah. And this is what we commune with him. And it makes me a better person, and and it shows me, if I'm not living right, how to get back on track. It does. And my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I love to hear his voice because it's not just the pastor talking or the minister. It's God's voice coming out of him. You know, and that's something I think people need to realize with that is that uh, the Word of God is the Word of God. And, uh, you know, we listen and submit to that, and life is better. And uh, yeah. that's how we're supposed to live. I hope you find a church down there uh, right away. Well, uh, I Cynthia. did. I'm, I'm visiting one called Christ Temple. Okay. Christ Temple Church. I'm visiting it. And um, it just, like I said, going to church, it just teaches you when you go into dilemmas how to deal with it. It does. You just don't go and just sit there. You absorb that word. You, so if you're going through a dilemma in your life, you remember the word. You take your notes and go to your scriptures and say, God told me this was going to happen. Yeah. God told me how to get over this. Yeah. So, so when I go, I try to dwell into the Word so I know how to stay on track. All right. And that's why I love church. Good for you, Cynthia. Here. Well, I hope that you find the right place in uh, in San Diego. And God bless you. And thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. And uh, she's right about you got to share it with your kids, and it should be a meaningful thing in your life. And if you've dropped out of church, you know, recently because of the COVID or some other reason, you know, go back. Uh, remember what is good about it and focus on on that. And you can have a positive impact just by loving the people who are there when uh, when you go. 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday. We'll take your call on anything. So that means on Fridays you get to change the subject. We are almost done, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll change the subject here. Mr. Uh, James in Pennsylvania. Are you calling from Pennsylvania, James? Yes, sir. I'm calling from the Appalachian Mountains, Washington County, Pennsylvania, right next to Pittsburgh. My name is James Package, and I'm an LV and a nurse. I'm retired. And I live right near Pittsburgh, and I believe Jesus with all my heart, but I'm really not a churchgoer. But uh, I'm demonized here by the Pittsburgh and by the media. And um, New York, I have 77 WABC. They didn't like me. But in Pittsburgh, the packages, I'm demonized, okay? Okay, and, well, what, know, what do you want to talk I'm about? We're almost out of time for today. Church raids, put it on the right side. The Mark of the Beast is on the right-hand reporter. You are drunk, march around the Bible, causing yeah. chaos and violence. All right, James, our, our topic is, uh, you know, what's, uh, what, do we want to, what do we like about church or other things? And I'm almost out of time here. I'm really glad that you listen, though, all the way there in Pennsylvania. Do you listen on the app, or uh, do you listen? Uh, how do you listen? KDK Radio. There's snow on the roof, but there's one hell of a fire in the furnace. Oh, all right, all right. Uh, thank you for calling the Pastor Scott Show. We got we got callers, my friends, all over the place uh, because of the way the world is today. Even on Open Line Friday, uh, where's that noise again? I think, uh, you know, I have this uh, 
computer here, and I can't find the mouse. You ever find that, like, the arrow thing? Is it an old guy thing, or is it just because it goes to other, uh, you know, it goes on this other monitor? I've, if you're watching a KKLA.com, I have monitors, like, all around me, and sometimes it just sneaks over there, and it's harder to hit this. There you go. See? So, you know, wherever you're at, and maybe you've struggled with church, or maybe you have, um, you know, just not had the best experience for one reason or another, uh, you know, the Bible tells us to go and especially to not forsake the meeting with one another. It's the being with people that is what matters. Does that make sense to you? It is, it is, I mean, the, the message matters and the worship matters, all the things that you do, right? But the gathering together, part of what church is, is not going to an address or going to a service in particular. It's the gathering together of believers who are going to do those things together. And if you've gotten the habit of just watching on TV, I know some people you need to do that because of health reasons or, or you know, you're working on Sundays and it's hard. There's different reasons. But for most of us, we can go. Uh, go. And if you're somebody who has stopped going to church, if you're somebody maybe you just haven't had the best thing, I guess there's two things you got to look at. Number one is where's your heart with the Lord? Because maybe you're not rejecting a church. Maybe you're rejecting God. And if you're rejecting God, you know, if God is real and Jesus is real, then rejecting him is the worst thing you can possibly do. It, it's a horrific thing to do. It is your eternity is at stake. And if you are somebody who's a believer, but you're just not sure about church, then, you know, the command from that God is to go and be with people. And you might be able to really help impact things in the right way if you're positive, if you're loving with people, and you're tuning people into the scriptures. If you're worshiping together, it matters. A lot to say about that, but we're out of time for today. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're on every day from 3 to 5. We will be back on Monday. So many different things to uh, talk about on our show each and every day as we look at issues from the day from a Christian perspective. Give me a follow right now on social media at Pastor Scott Show on the Instagram, X, Facebook, and now on TikTok at Pastor Scott Show. And we will see you on Monday. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.